Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2. What's that all mean? This is Tom Fitzmaurice with the second course of The Food Show. In The Food Show, we talk about food. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, we're not always trying to fool people. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we'd uh, love to just have a nice conversation with you. Would you give us a drop down from uh, from the from the uh, microphone stratosphere stratosphere and and all of those things, and we'd love to hear from you one way or the other. Two six zero six three six eight. Last hour we had uh, for most of the hour anyway, what a couple of little conversations about this and that about uh, the manners of cooking. A thick steak as being very thick and pretty much red in the middle, or is it? Uh, do you believe that the way to do this is uh, for the steak to be uh, but killed <laughs> just barely? Anyway, uh, since uh, I don't know how we got on that on the day before or Thanksgiving or a little bit more than that because today is the birthday and i can't really tell what this means but i'm thinking what you mean by it is this was the day that the term pittsburgh style yeah. was yeah. first heard mm -hmm. in 1758 no that's not true that can't mm. be because um all right i'm gonna read what you have here tom it doesn't make any sense this is the birthday in 1758 of mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, Pittsburgh. 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 I see Pittsburgh. Well, really? Yeah. That can't be right because we didn't even declare our independence until 1776, and it was only the colonies at that time. Born on this date in 1846. No, that was, what's her name? That's the crazy Carrie woman. Nation, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. the nutty woman who went in breaking everything about her husband being uh uh, killed because uh, died because of being an alcoholic. But you know what? 1758. Maybe you mean 1858. Could do you be. Think? I'll look it up. Anyway, uh, of Pittsburgh, and so you wanted to tie it into uh, food because that's what the almanac does. It ties everything into food, and uh, you talked about Pittsburgh style, which is how we got onto talking about steaks in the first place. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, that brings that to a, a satisfying end, or should we argue about it the rest of the day? No, I'm just <laughs> saying that um, you asked you, you you asked you said something about steak, and you were wondering how we got on it, and I was bringing it back to the Pittsburgh style discussion, and then I started to read it, and I realized that I think that that date has to be like a hundred years too early. Mm, yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Well, that 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 sounds kind of likely. Anyway, uh, but that's less of an offense than the very concept of an of a raw middle in a steak to me. But then I'm a Beaujolais Nouveau drinker. So, oh well. Well, you, you know, don't it takes like Coca Cola. Kinds. 
It takes all kinds is all I can say, you know? It sure does. And if you're looking for a place to get some, uh, no, we don't sell uh, clothes here, do we? No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, you know what? I really could because I got could? so many. They're all you over do? the place. I could really, really, I could pack those things up and sell them. So, yeah, come on over. <laughs> Love to sell those clothes. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We talked a little bit about Thanksgiving and uh, I mentioned that if you have mm-hmm. not gotten your plans together for Thanksgiving, um, you're just like us. Yeah. But um, well, while we're thinking about this, mm-hmm. Greg is on the phone. Greg so is shall on the we, phone. And then we'll come Greg back. Greg is going to instapot his Thanksgiving. Gregory. Aren't you? Oh, Greg or Gregory? Oh, Greg. <laughs> uh, well, whoever you are, say hello. Hello, Tom. Welcome home. Okay, here we are. They were on. Anyhow. After four days of not speaking, it's wonderful to hear you speak again. Oh, well, uh, you know, I was away on my retreat. I know, on the retreat. So was, so was, so was my dad. Thank God my uh, nephew got to go with him this year. Wait, the same, the same weekend? The same weekend? Yeah, they, yeah huh? absolutely. So they just got the back themselves? Yeah, he, well, he got back, yeah. Same Oh, then they must have been sitting at the table when Tom did his thanks for red beans and rice and all that that he does. My father's heard it before. Um, (laughs) Well, haven't we all, Gregory? That's because I do it every time. So you know, he knows who you are, and he's in. My father's actually been a big admirer of yours for years, Tom. Not to get off on a tangent here, but um, ever since you were writing many, many years ago for New Orleans Magazine and all the other publications, Figaro. And uh, mm-hmm. he's always admired your, uh, your, your prose. Anyway, Pittsburgh was founded in, the city of Pittsburgh was founded in 1758, not because we weren't a country yet, but, but it's because it was a city already. It's just like New Orleans was founded in 1718, but we weren't a part of the United States. You know, that's, that's kind of how that works. But Pennsylvania's been around a long time, you know. 1600. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always been around, but it didn't seem to me like they started moving out that way to be naming anything. Sure they know. did. Sure they did. Really? Those okay. were the original pioneers. Uh, gee whiz. I mean, I'm not a big Pennsylvania historian. Well, Lewis but and Clark were 1803. Right. That's true. But we had. That's 50 years. But most of Pennsylvania had already been, you know, you know, surveyed and discovered and walked around. What they wanted to do. They wanted to get to the other side of the Mississippi River. That was the big deal about the Lewis. Oh, the big deal. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but I'm just... Because we had just bought Louisiana, and uh, they wanted to get from St. Louis and go all the way to the Pacific and, you know, and you know, make, yeah. a, make a big deal. But that's really not a big deal. Pittsburgh's actually a nice town. I've been there several times, and I like Pennsylvania as a whole. I've been to the mm. interior. I've been yeah, Mary Lee Pittsburgh, loves Pittsburgh. You know. It's uh, oh, man. It, I really do like it. I really yeah. do like it. The three she, rivers. She particularly you know, likes yeah. a hamburger place there. I forget what it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they really. Well, you know, they really do not. They. Uh, it's. It's uh, not the same food culture we have, but they have their own food culture, and it's actually quite good. And Philadelphia, for that matter. Although I prefer Pittsburgh over Philadelphia, and I really like Harrisburg. <laughs> believe it or not, the capital. Mm-hmm. That's actually a yeah. nice little. Um, I was talking to Tom. You weren't making fun of the Gamay grape earlier, were you? 
I wasn't. Uh, what? Of course he is. He's one of those snobs. He's one of those wine snobs. Oh. Of course he is. Uh, w- w- I, you wanted to know I, if you were making fun of the Gamay grape. Oh, the Gamay grape. Yeah. You know, uh, I've also in the past written uh, quite a few paragraphs on the subject of that grape variety because when you take a, you know, not these the 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 uh, very small ones and. Uh, you get something, you get a wine that I find is more food friendly than almost any other wine I can think of. Certainly, by the uh, in Indeed. terms of the. Um, you're talking about the Gamay? Gamay, like, yeah. yeah. That's what Beaujolais well, Nouveau is. Well, I know, but you then see, you're so. Well, what? This was, this was a segue into kind of my. I appeared on your show on last Thursday with. With with lovely Marianne, but wife. I was supposed to bring I, with with your lovely wife. I was supposed <laughs> to bring three other examples of Beaujolais Nouveau, but I yeah there was a little glitch. Well, anyway, but I brought one of the other examples of the ones that they make year round, which is the Beaujolais Village, and it it, yeah. it has very subtle differences. And it's, and then uh, you it's then you have the high. They, there is a uh, a version of this that is gosh I can't remember the name of it, uh, it the the really top quality of Beaujolais. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's a name for that and I'm not thinking it, of what it is. It, Do you know what I'm right, talking it, about? Crew. No. Absolutely, and it's in um it's it's the gamut grape that is grown grown. Look, here I am getting nervous again. It's a grown yeah. closer to the. Uh, Cote de Rhone to the Rhone River and uh, Cote de Rhone. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But it no no. The most Cote de Rhones are made from Pinot Noir. Um, this yeah. is an area that's right near the Cote de Rhone. Now you see, I'm stuck again, Marianne. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I get stuck. But, hmm. Well, I, I I I get these little memory little bumps. Oh, or, I know the feeling. I was getting yeah. excited when I'm talking to you both. That's all. I'm exuberant. You you need some new uh, things to get you going. Hey Tom, it's just the best uh, food show in the whole world. So anyway, well, uh, but, um, we, I think that's we, probably is the only I'll, one. But anyway. I'll I'll put that uh, that concept around and hope somebody goes for it. Now speaking about how you cook a good steak, give me a New York yeah. strip midwell, and in, if you order it medium in most steakhouses, it comes out midwell, and that's the way I like it. No. Really? Because nope. yeah, I think if you order right down it the medium, it comes out rare, is my experience. <laughs> really? Well, I've never had yeah. a problem at any of our better steakhouses. Of course, Desi Vegas and uh, Mr. John's. But, you, I mean, Mr. John's, you need a year reservation sometimes. Yeah, that's but, a um, tough one to get into. But, um, you know, I've always had good luck at Charlie's, ordering a medium, and it comes out about a med- uh, just about mid-rare, you know? So, uh-huh. and... Uh, I'm not a big filet mignon guy, unless everybody else wants it. But um, I, I'm a New York strip guy, just like you, Tom. So. Yep. Oh well. Oh, so by the I'm way, uh, that there's a correlation between the people who diss Beaujolais Nouveau and the same ones who diss um, pit, uh, filet mignon. Yeah, I, the, you know what? The sirloin strip eaters are also the Beaujolais yeah, Nouveau dissers. Go ahead. But you know what? I like a good hanger steak done well, you know, sliced on the bias. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a delicious cut of meat. And, of course, you know, 
Well, I'm 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 just a beef. Guy. Well, I'm a meat guy because I certainly like pork and I certainly like lamb. And uh, all right. So who's I'm got very, a good hanger steak? Gee whiz! Believe it or not, um, Juan's Flying Burrito. You wouldn't believe what they put in there. Um, that's what they. Uh, that's their. I would um, believe that. I would. Yeah. Um, it's and Johnny Sanchez on Poydras. Extremely good. Um, there's another one. Oh. El Gato Negro on Harrison Avenue. So too, Mexican places well, have a good skirt steak. Yeah, okay. yeah very steak. much. Yeah, they like that cut of meat, and there's a little marinade done to it with the, you know, with the lime juice and uh, pico de gallo, and it kind of marinates for a few hours before they prepare it on the grill. And there's nothing like having that on a plancha, you know, that flat uh-huh. grill that they have, yep. and then having them slice it right in front of you and put it on a nice corn or a flour tortilla. Delicioso. At, at, at the very I was least. afraid you were going to say Mamma Mia. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I think Andre is going to be on later, huh? I don't know. I suspect as much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, thank All you right. for hey, having you know me what, on the last week, Marianne. And, and I hope we can get together for one of these champagne shows. I hope. Well, Gregory, I'm a, I I don't think we're going to do that because you're you get you get your cat the cat's got your tongue. You, well, you're much well, more comfortable. That's up to you. You are the boss, but I think this time I could really, really, really hit a home run. You, you, um, you surprised me. I thought you would be incredibly comfortable on the air, but I think you have to be behind the the phone. It sounds like we could do it over the phone. Oh, I suppose <laughs> we could, but then you can't taste all the good juice. <laughs> we'll talk about it. To, we'll talk about it to, off the air. Go to, ahead. To, to uh, change the subject a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, there's that steakhouse uh, on the corner of Chapatulas and uh, San Joseph uh, in the warehouse district, mm-hmm. and they yes, have yes. steaks. What? That's what did um, you say? La Boca, huh? La Boca. Yeah. yeah. Talk about great steaks and and getting okay, a lot of variety that. out You're of right. it. Uh, and and uh, you, th- there are certain cuts of beef that they have there that a either would some would be something that I would just write off because it's too cheap, or b something that's been ra- um, marinated pretty substantially, and you figure this right. isn't going to stay steak, this isn't going to taste like a steak anymore. Try either one of the, or anything from that place. I think they do great steaks there. It's one that's really underrated. I love going there and having their little small um, dishes, and and steak is available on some of those small dishes, and they do those empanadas. But um, speaking of wine, they have an extremely good South American wine list. I mean, these big, big, big breads and some very, very astringent whites and even bubblies from down there, too. So, um, yeah, Yeah, I forgot all about that. I should have mentioned that, too. Well, listen, I'm sorry right. I took so Thanks much time. Thanks for dropping in. All right. So long, kid. Bye. Bye, Gregory. Bye. Just called us a kid. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to chat with us, we're talking about food. We're talking no about Thanksgiving, too. No particular order. No organized way. Potatoes. What kind of potatoes with the turkey? Remember Sweet when potatoes, you went through right? the phase of doing uh, potatoes dauphinoise? Uh-huh. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. 
Love to, we're not going to do that now, but, you know, in the old days when there were too lots bad. of people to eat, the rice and the potatoes and the sweet potatoes. Oh, too bad that Gerard Crozier, who did the best of those things, is no longer with it's us. It's hard to beat a good uh, Dauphin Wasp. Oh. My mom used to call it scallop potatoes. There you go. Yeah. All right, we'll be back <clears throat> 206368. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Thank you. Hello there. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, we'd love to have you with us talking about food, restaurants, cooking, wine. It's Thanksgiving Day uh, upon us. Marianne is here. Hi. And uh, are you having a nice show with us today? I'm, I'm, or are you I'm the creator of I'm elated to be here. You are what? Elated. Elated. I'm elated to be wow. here. Just to think that one can still be elated in this day and age. I know. What can you say? Well, Tom, I think that you're elated. I'm going to read something off. I've of been. Re- nobody knows this, but I am very distantly elated with, to him. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not your birthday, Tom. I'm not going to oh, laugh. I'm sorry. Um, so you have this. Um, it's time, I think, to discuss your mint obsession. My mint obsession? Yes, I am I'm prompted to do this because oh. your almanac has that incense and peppermints by uh, strawberry alarm clock. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and I do like what you say <laughs> about the band's name. There was a lot of such silliness around then. Uh-huh. Hit number one on the pop chart today in 1967. Mm. It was one of two number one songs with a reference to... strawberry alarm clock anybody remember them the peppermint twist recorded by joey d and the starlighters anyway it was a band name for those red and white mints tom we're not going to delve into your mint obsession but i thought of you when i read that well you know mints if you can't get them one way you have to get them another way Let's just put it this way, folks. Have you ever heard? Have you ever seen those those thrillers or those horror shows where, when something is revealed, the music goes? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that I've had a few mint discoveries with Tom that that I I thought of that uh, that music was playing in my head. Anyway, uh, today in 1969, Anthony Peeler was a professional basketball Anthony player Peeler? born today in 1969. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the one I'm going for. Sugar Ray no. Leonard won the oh. welterweight boxing championship in Louisiana Superdome today in 1980. And uh, yo, you said that he threw, Robert Duran threw in the towel, but really it was that he went to go get some chicken on Dewey Gumbo. Oh well, you know you got to write that off and, and give him forgiveness for I'll wanting give you that, things even like it's that. Not your birthday. Yeah. Anyway, Joey Jaws Chestnut opened his jaws for the first time today in 1983. He is a competitive eater. A competitive who, who eater. Who does this and I, why? I've met two of them, and I'll tell you why. One of them was, and I'm not going to remember disgusting. her number, but it was a Chinese lady. They're always Asian, aren't they? And they and they would come here. They I, I remember once they did. Uh, um, uh, uh, gosh, the toughest uh, competitors are Asian always. I yeah, and they certainly is. were in this case. I wonder case. if they. Uh, why is that? I, mean, I'm trying uh, to I don't know, that. but this one was a New, in a New Orleans contest, and the thing that it was under being uh, contested 
was uh, and beignets. Well, oh, <laughs> any <laughs> of they, it. It's so they, gross. They ate something like four hundred eighty thousand. It, like it just I even, I, 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 wow <laughs> is all I can say. Anyway, this Joey Jaws chestnut mm-hmm. is a competitive competitive eater. And he he's a hot dog eater primarily, and his record was 66 hot dogs in 12 minutes. That's Imagine so disgusting. That. Remember, uh, there was a, a, a lady in uh, Fat City, oh, uh, Eddie, uh, oh, wait, not Eddie's. Uh, she had a steakhouse. Crazy Johnny's. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about it? Um, there, he put on a contest once for how many steaks can you eat? Yeah. And yeah. I I was they I wasn't participating but I was there and I was watching it and watching her too cuz she was a kick. She uh-huh. was really yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. And uh uh and it was astonishing how much people I and there were lots what of other What was the prize? Uh it was uh, free steaks for a week or so you no, I it yeah. was a fairly substantial amount of money. That's but gross. uh weird. Yeah. Anyway, Let's not uh, do that Andrew anymore. Carnegie was yeah. born today in 1835, mm-hmm. and he has a wonderful quote that I think is so very true. Oh, share it with us. And absolutely worth mentioning. The first man gets the oyster, the second man gets the shell. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh-huh. kind of explains mm. how he could come from Scotland with only the rags on his back and become Andrew Carnegie, who at mm. that time had a fortune in $1920 of 300 million. <clears throat> so imagine that. Extrapolate that out. Anyway, 2606368 is the number. You also have another like bread quote in here that I wanted to a go back to. A bread quote? Yes. What did it uh, tell us? Yeah. Oh, John Larroquette's birthday today too. Who? John, John Larroquette? Larroquette, yes. Oh. Happy birthday to John Larroquette, he was, a hometown boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, local. Yeah, local. Pretty funny, I have to mm-hmm. say. All right, here it is. The old kitchen sage says, Yes. Um, if you need a warm... You know what? That's not what the, that's not the one I was looking for. No. If you need a warm, moist place for dough to rise, and you can live without your microwave oven while it does... Heat a cup of water to boiling in it. Put the bread dough in the microwave. Leave the cup of water in away from the dough. Close the door. Don't turn it on. Let the dough rise according to the recipe. Does anybody bake bread out there? Has anybody ever tried it? Uh, yeah, they do, but Has not too many. Has anybody ever tried it successfully? Oh, that's the, the hard part. Yeah, the successfully, that's the key. No, it's it, it was actually a deft dining rule. Your deft dining, Tom has a lot of rules for dining, but his deft dining <laughs> rule, number 508, don't yeah. eat mm-hmm. sourdough bread in New Orleans and don't eat poor boy bread in San Francisco. Oh, well, that's obviously true. Well, I don't know. I love sourdough bread anywhere I can get it. Yeah. Uh, you don't get a lot of <clears throat> a really good sourdough bread yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. But when I go someplace where there is sourdough bread, or if I know someone who is coming from a place where there is good sourdough bread, I will ask for some. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Today is mm-hmm. uh, you have in your edible dictionary Brussels sprouts. <clears throat> Brussels sprouts. 
We had some really great for lunch today. Brussels sprouts for lunch, and yeah. they didn't really look very good, but they were really good. They were. I don't think they were fried, or maybe they were fried. They were they were fried and they were good. I will give you that. Oh, did it say fried Brussels sprouts? It said uh, crispy Brussels sprouts. No, so they had uh, so, the the Brussels sprouts. I think they were talking about, believe it or not, were those uh, the ones that kind of shrink up. They, they had some, I think, like radish in there too. Could be. And it was um, they didn't they didn't really look good because they were um, they were coated with balsamic vinegar which tends to make all things kind of bland brown yeah you know but, I, I, um, I agree with you but they but they really tasted good i thought they they tasted really really good um as a matter of fact i would go so far as to say they were some of the best that i've had in a while but brussels sprouts can be found absolutely anywhere now and um, and they're I, I like them a lot. I mean, I I didn't used to like them because I was eating them the way my mom did them, and my mom, you know, didn't really like food that well, so uh, it was not very good. But now, when I see Brussels sprouts, especially the crispy ones, and they are absolutely everywhere, they're really really good. Brussels sprouts, to read right off of your website, Brussels sprouts, a green vegetable in the same family with cabbage, cauliflower, and broccoli. The entire plant is edible, but the choice parts are the buds that form at the base of the major leaves hmm. on a stalk about 18 inches long. For a while there, I, I didn't realize you could eat the stalk, too. I didn't even know that either. Well, you wrote it. I wrote it? <laughs> Oh, yeah. these, these look like miniature cabbages and taste a good deal like the tenderest part of a cabbage. Ah, now that you mention it, <laughs> those are my words. Well, I don't know. How many indeeds are there in here? Because they indeeds. grow best in late fall, they are a traditional part of the Christmas table in almost every place where they are grown. Brussels sprouts almost certainly originated in Belgium, hence the name, Probably in the 1200s, they were introduced to this country in the New Orleans area where they are still grown in the fall in fields in the river parishes. Are you sure? How did you know that, Tom? Well, I know that a lot of those vegetables grew, uh, believe it or not, right across the highway from uh, Manresa. From Manresa. Who knew they, that they Manresa were still, was... They were still growing it, like <laughs> huge fields of it. Was Flora Central, <clears throat> Flora Central for Louisiana. The fields in front of Manresa Retreat House were always full of Brussels sprouts when they were still being cultivated. And cauliflower and uh, in, in broccoli. In Manresa, Tom? In Manresa or outside I of it? I saw it with my own eyes really? for years. Huh. And it was, they, they had two huge fields right in front of the place. And then another one way in the back. Uh, around the same time. Okay. Many people who hated Brussels sprouts as kids learn to like them as adults when, for the first time, they eat them fresh and not overcooked. Mm, that does make a difference, doesn't it? I mean, that really, really makes the difference. It really does make a difference. I also like Brussels sprouts that are shaved in a salad. That's good, too, mm -hmm. with a nice little vinaigrette. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one oh five point three FM HD two. That's all us all right. Hello there, welcome back. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And uh, we're talking about Jules on the phone. We have Jules on the phone? We have Jules on the phone. Oh, Jules, welcome to the food show. How are y'all doing? 
Uh, it depends on your definition of goodness or, well, or any of those things. Um, Fine. Um, i gotta, I, I got to take up on you. you got tire tracks all over your back from Marianne throwing you under the bus last Friday. <laughs> I was listening on my way to Jennings, and she, and she backed the bus over you a couple times. <laughs> well. Wait, specifically how? I mean, I do that every day, but how? Uh, you just, you just, you, you know, you, you let everybody know that he was at retreat and um, that and somebody called in about his bad jokes, and you <laughs> said, "Well, I have to live with those bad jokes every day." I've heard him. Yeah. I said, "I've heard him a hundred times," and he, she said, "I've heard him a thousand times." At least, at least. <laughs> I tell that. I say that to Tom all the time. He knows that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Hey, a couple, couple different things. I made some for dinner the other night, and I've gotten into a habit of roasting the Brussels sprouts, adding andouille or bacon Ooh. or tasso, and then adding some type of fruit, cranberries or raisins ah. or apples. And mm-hmm. I did this past weekend. I had a bunch of satsumas on my tree, and I oh, peeled them. God. They were seedless. So... Satsumas, some bacon. I roasted them in the bacon fat, combined them all together, a little salt and pepper, and that's delicious. Oh, bad! Sat- that so does the, sound satsumas good. this year, I do not ever remember having a, 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 a better crop. A better crop than this. They are really good. They're so sweet that it almost tastes as if somebody has doused them with uh, a lot of sugary kind of stuff. It's uh, natural, it is, normal, it and really good. That sounds like a really well, good I, recipe. Uh, yeah, you, I, way, I, pre, yeah. I pre-baked the bacon, save the bacon fat, slice the Brussels sprouts in half, pour the bacon fat over them, roast them, add back the bacon, and then take the wedges of satsumas and toss it, and it's delicious. Yeah, Another yeah. Brussels sprout that is excellent is, um, we talked about this before, we wish they would have been at the exchange club. Jeffrey Hansel does fried Brussels sprouts with big chunks of either tasso or andouille yeah. and blue cheese, blue yeah. cheese, and that is yeah. delicious. Those are great. Yeah, Jeffrey Hansel's I, everything is great, I think. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm particular to all three of them, and I think it's great that Covington has three restaurants run by three husband and wife groups. Yes. They all are different in their own yes. right, but they're all excellent. They are. Well, you know, I think you can add one, another one in there, too. Uh, Keith Young's is run by Keith and Linda, and it's a different thing totally, but but it's great. <clears throat> and Gallagher's also. I didn't know his wife was that involved in it. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I see you sometimes Actually, you know there. What? Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of them, if you think about it. There's a lot of them. There's uh, the ham, ham bone. There's um, okay. yep. Cafe, Cafe Lynn. Down in Mandeville, Lola, Del Porto, yes. Oxlot yes. Nine, Keith yes. Young's. I didn't realize Gallagher's. Um, I think that's it. I do think that's it. But that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, the North Shore is then it's a family kind of place, you know. And then to dovetail in one of your comments from Friday, I was heading to Jennings, Louisiana, listening to you. And I, I didn't have a chance to call in. The show ended. And you mentioned the happy hour at Del Porto. And I, I can't agree with you more. Uh, and all three of them, Oxlot, 
the reason why I'm favored to Oxlot, Lola, and Del Porto is I live about three blocks away. And if I get overserved, I can always walk home. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, huh? Well, I have to say that I'm jealous if you live three blocks away from those places. Oh, it, 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 it's a tr- but you talked about happy hour at Del Porto, and there, miso fritti is the scraps yeah. of shrimp and fish yeah. and squid and vegetables. Yeah. That is absolutely out of this world. I like and their pizzetta, great- too. Their what? Their, their pizza, their little pizzetta, they call it. Yes, yes, yes. I thought they were called pizzetta. I'm not that smart, pizzetta. Ah, close enough. Well, it could, it, could, it could be that, too. Yeah. It's delicious, so delicious. delicious. Hmm? Go ahead, yeah. Bill. You there? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Go my, last one, my last one, my favorite appetizer at Lola at Happy Hour is fried chicken skin, raw tuna, a fig, and a jalapeno pepper. You get salty and crunchy, raw sweet and hot all stacked on top of each other okay you can have that one for me <laughs> you know i find what? that i i find that lola it, i love lola i absolutely love lola they're they're the new lola their salmon salad at lunch is that's that's my go-to but um okay. but if i had to put them i'm not a gourmet as i I specifically stated earlier I'm a Beaujolais Nouveau kind of girl, so you know I don't I'm not gonna eat crispy chicken skin with raw tuna. They're they're kind of really oh. kind of moving up the gourmet trail. What? That is absolutely a great appetizer. I understand where you're coming from. I understand, but it's right. delicious. Yeah. Well thanks for calling. Well nice hearing from Marianne. You. have a happy Thanksgiving. You too, Jules. You too. And one last thing, I have my smoked chicken gumbo frozen and ready for Thursday. Good luck. <laughs> Enjoy. All right. But is the mac and cheese going to be there? Let's hope. Uh, I don't know. My wife is doing all the cooking this year. I'm just, I am just already did mm. the gumbo and it's done. Okay. All right. Gumbo over mac well, and cheese. I- Sounds good. All right. Bye, Jules. Thank Take you. Care. See you. This is The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, we're ready to talk with you about food, about restaurants, about... Uh, well, we but have Stephen, too. first, we're going to go to Stephen. Hello. And here he is. We think. How are you? We're to good, help you, you out on your bread for Thanksgiving, if you go to Winn-Dixie or Rouse's and look in the frozen bread department, there is a product called Bridge Ford out of San Francisco that you buy three frozen loaves of bread for about three fifty. Okay. And you can take them out. I usually put them in the refrigerator the night before and then take them out in the warm kitchen and let them final rise. But just you know, just put them in the ref- you know, refrigerator, you know, overnight and then put them out on the, the counter and let them rise for a couple hours and Is nobody that will ever no, no, it's not sourdough. It's just okay. regular loaf bread. Okay. Now, now Stephen, also, where is the challenge in that? Where is the, where is the risk it, of failure? Getting it to rise properly. <laughs> 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 and it's good. And I get, I've been taking it for about 35 years to this group that I, you know, we got 50 people coming for Thanksgiving. 
So, and every year I get compliments on the bread and how did you make the bread? And it's like, yeah, just take it out of the freezer, let it rise. Okay. So, well, if it's good, what does Tom say? Oh, never mind. Who cares? No. If it it tastes good, it is good. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's what you used to say. No hassle whatsoever. Grease the pans and and let it thaw out and rise. Oh, Stephen, Stephen, I'm sitting here. I went upstairs and got the Pauline book, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm fantasizing about all of my bread-baking projects. That ought to be good for a few laughs. And uh, also today I was out in the yard, and my neighbor has an orange tree, Mm -hmm. and they fell off over the fence into my yard. We picked them up, and they're the size of grapefruits. Mm, I don't know what kind of oranges they are. Wow. Did you try so, it yet? No, but I'm going to tonight. Yeah. We'll report on that tomorrow. We'd love to hear about it. Okay. Wow, that's maybe they are grapefruit, Stephen. Are you sure they're not grapefruit? I smelled them and they smell and they they're orangey yellow looking, but they smell like an orange. Hmm. So. All right. Well let's see what they taste like when you when you taste them. Okay. All right, Stephen. Is okay. that it? Bye. Thank you. That's it. Bye. You know, one of Jude's nannies had a uh, had a neighbor Who? that had Anya's na- uh, neighbor had uh-huh. um, had a neighbor. Anya had a neighbor mm-hmm. who had a lemon tree with really big, thin-skinned lemons with a lot of juice in the inside. And she knows how much I love lemons, so when they would fall into her yard, she would bring them to me. And then she quit bringing them. I don't know if the neighbors... Well, it's always something. I don't know if the neighbor's tree stopped yielding, or she just forgot about it, or if it was the wrong season, or what, but those were good lemons to have for a while. And all all uh, citrus is good to have, I yeah, think. We have two, we yeah, we have two left on our satsuma bush. So we have to get those before they freeze. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to chat with us, both Fitzmorai are back in their <laughs> regular yeah. chairs. Tom, have you figured out a way to use antithetical? Antithetical, no. The show uh, ends? But I, I am sending some uh, notes to my auntie Shem. <laughs> what am I talking about? All right, back to, you know what, we didn't finish our report on Pyre and Pyre Provisions. That's the strangest name. We're going to have to find out about that. Is that the, this Yeah, this so thing? today we had a whole bunch of things. We went a little bit crazy there today. And New uh, restaurant opened, yeah. uh, they tell me, five about two days, weeks away. Five days. Tom was dragged yet yeah. again. Um, so we had, we had, they have this really, really great section of sides, like a lot of sides. And they have vegetables, a section of vegetables, and then a, and a section of sides. And they have this thing called a stuff, stuffed rosti. Stuffed rosti. And it's pretty much hash browns with meat in it. And then... I guess it's crisped or something, but that was really good. And then we had some mac and cheese, and we had cheese grits. This is over two visits. The cheese grits, Mary Lee gives a thumbs down to. The mac and cheese was pretty good. It was, I've definitely had better. 
the uh the stuffed rusty though i really did like that we got some crispy brussels sprouts today which were really great and um we got creamed greens i don't know what the greens were but they were definitely creamed and they were they were fine you know they they didn't blow my blow my mind but they were quite fine uh spinach nudie yeah, that uh, that was the first thing I stuck a fork into. That was pretty tasty. Yeah, but that in, was. But it, and it was the, what was most interesting about it was that it was really different from anything. Well, it was it was nudie, and it was, um, but it was kind of on the thick side. Like I've had nudie at Del Porto, and I thought it was a lot better than that. But there were a lot of unusual mushrooms on top of this, and it was certainly good enough. It was it was certainly good enough. You had some. Uh, wood-fired oysters, which were not local oysters, and uh, the za'atar spiced lamb ribs, which you found, what, you said a little chewy, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Not very meaty, but the meat that was there was a little bit chewy. It was also served with tomatoes and chickpeas, which it was a very pretty preparation, very, very pretty. We had the other night when we were there the gumbo, which was a Pork, more of a pork stew. That was really tasty. That was like my favorite thing I've had there. We got the pie burger the other night. That was pretty good. We had the chicken sandwich today, the grilled chicken. And then there was also a pulled pork sandwich on the table. There was a lot of stuff. The lamb yeah. Lamb, yeah. Uh, uh, the other was, night we got the beef brisket, which I thought was too expensive at $18 for three slices. And it didn't seem like it was smoked all that much. It didn't seem like it was smoked all that much. It was good, though. I thought it was tender, and I liked it. So I would say that, Tom, this is one of those restaurants that I am going to declare you correct about. Oh. Which is a place that, you know, we've gone to, in the last couple of months, we've gone to restaurants. I mean, Mary Lee and I have been doing this forever, but we've been dragging Tom to new restaurants <laughs> a lot more in the last couple of months. And my contention about these places is that Tom can't really make a determination about whether or not the restaurant is ready right away if you don't go for six months. Maybe it was ready right away. And there are a couple of them where you've said, you know, I have to say that was really, really great the first night or the second night or whatever. But I think that, in generally speaking, I think that your theory is correct in that there are restaurants that have a lot of potential that will grow into themselves, and I would say that this one is one of those. Well, good. That's think, nice to hear. I think they're on the right track. I think the food aspires to be uh, great. I think it's certainly interesting. It's a very cool place, and I'm excited about its potential, but I would say that you should not go there today and expect to be wowed by something because I don't I don't think that you will be. I think you'll say pretty much the same thing, which is, yeah, this is good. This is good enough, but I think uh, I think maybe they need to work on this a little bit more. And that's what I would say about them. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. I'm trying to think of some places that we have dragged you to recently, <laughs> where you said, Me? you know what, I have Drag? to say this is pretty pretty great, and it was the first the first week or so, and I don't remember. It was one of them. I may have to go back and think of which one it was that we've been to. That was uh, that was kind of like, wow, this is this is really good. We went to Felix's probably a week or two ago, and that was a pleasant surprise too. That was, uh, it was not brilliant under any stretch of the imagination, but it was much better than I expected it to be. Much better than I expected it to be. You know who I think is having an anniversary this week? No, weekend? tell me. Um, Vicki Bailey. Really? A year, a year of opening her wine bar, the St. Anne Wine ah. Bar with Jeff from formerly of Keith Young's. I think they're actually doing pretty well down there. I'm glad to hear that because it's a it's a great looking place. It feels good. It's, it's got a, cute a little social place. kind of yeah. uh, restaurant is, and which bar. Which is not something we have a lot of on the north. No, shore, not too much. You know, and not, I think it's it's welcoming. It's nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she's uh she's one of the smartest people in the business. Well, she's been around yeah, for a long time, that's, that's for sure. But yep. uh but I hope that they do well. It's it's um it's an it's an outlier on the North Shore because the, the, the North Shore is about families and it's not really about hanging out in single single bars. And when I mm-hmm. think bars, I don't mean it to sound like it's a bar because it's really yeah. not. It doesn't have a bar vibe to it at all. It's more of a and they have these social little, house kind of thing, uh, canapes the, and things. Yeah, yes. uh, and, the, and it's pretty All the food is classic. nibbles. Yeah. All the food is nibbles. Something like that. Yeah, but it's, it's very um, – it's very – welcoming and it's got a a nice warm and social vibe to it and it's uh it's definitely a nice thing to have on the north shore i mean it's not a place that we're going to go a lot because that's not who we are or what we do but uh there are young people who live on the north shore and it is nice for them to to have that anyway happy anniversary Mm -hmm. to them i think it's this weekend yeah well that's coming on for just about everybody and we have more of it uh, tomorrow. Our first anniversary? Of, uh, no, of... Uh, of uh, holiday festivities? Yeah, yeah, something like that. We are starting the holiday festivities. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I got? I got a, uh, a new fall menu from Antoine's. Yeah? Yeah, it looks really good, too. It's the 2019 deal. You know, we had somebody who called a couple of weeks ago who was looking for deals on restaurants in November. Hmm. I wonder what he meant by that. Well, it was a she. Oh, a she. I wonder and what she meant we by had it. to tell her that she should hang on because the Revion didn't start for another month. And the, then it uh, gets going. And then the culinary, which was extended into September, was over. And she was looking for, you know, deals on restaurants at the October, November uh, time. And there are deals like that. I mean, I think Couvent has a deal every day. And certainly seems Broussard's like Broussard's has a dinner yeah. deal for $19.20. And then Antoine's has their $20.19 special. And then the Windsor Court has its $19.84 special. So they're around. They're out there. But um, this this new one from Antoine's, I think, has worked very well for them there. It's not really new. It's When did they start? Like 20, 
12 or something. Mm, it's it's a, a little it's longer been, than it's that. It's been around yeah. for a while. Yeah. But it's uh, it's good. That, so the new, we're going to put that up on nomenu.com in the next couple of days. After we get past Thanksgiving, when we start getting into the actual holidays, there are all kinds of fun little holiday things out there. So we're going to be uh, announcing them or running them in the newsletter so you can see if you would like to go to some special things there where they are. Two six zero six three six eight. We don't really have a lot of time for for anybody, but um, yeah, call us two six zero six three six eight. Plenty of room for you, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. We well, always do. Tomorrow we're going to have on the website today. If you are still looking for a place to land for Thanksgiving with your group of two or your group of twenty, uh, that might be that one might be a little tough. But uh, there are restaurants that do have spaces available. It is really important that you be flexible with, I mean, I guess you can't very well say, well, we did have eight people, but we're dumping four of them. That's not what I mean. But they do have sporadic little tables that are open at certain times of the day. You just have to call them and talk to them about that. But there are a dozen of them on the website today with the cute little turkey icon provided by Jackson. Uh Uh, We've been using that for Thanksgiving, but if you see that icon, that means there's some Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. news there for you. So there's 12 of them, and you can go look for that. And then tomorrow, the icon will be there again, and we will have what we do for Thanksgiving, which is you know a bunch of different dishes that you might want to try if you're looking for something different that you haven't done previously mm-hmm. for your holiday feast this year. And there we are. And then after that, Wait. we are launching into the holidays big time. And there we are. Big and uh, get ready it's for something good. It's a wonderful evening. I uh, hope you have a great evening. Hope you have a great meal. We are done for the day. Mm-hmm. Tom will be off singing, and I will just be off. Yep. We'll see. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.